Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen. The day has finally arrived. Some would say the day arrived this time last week when the Will Ferrell series started on Morgan Hasn't Seen. But last week was the double feature of Will Ferrell animated movies where I only had to look at his face for a short time in the Lego movie. However, today we have a movie where his face is entirely the star of the show. Janine, oh dear God, what have I gotten into? I think, I think, I I thought you would be okay this week as well. I mean, technically he's fairly tamed and and mild-mannered in this film. He's not doing as much of the extreme acting that, uh, you know, you've come to hate (laughs) in this film. So I I, I still feel like this is like, you know, a nice, uh, you know, easing a little bit more into it from last week's animated uh, movies. So I I was still trying to be a little bit fair with this one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you have thought out this series quite kindly to me or as kindly as possible and we of course talked about that on last week's show didn't we the the what we are doing over the course of this will ferrell series and how you're not just throwing at me a load of loud shouty horrible horribleness yes you're actually being a little bit nice, which I, sh- I shouldn't say is a surprise. You're generally a lovely person. It's just sometimes oh, you like to do evil things, like make me watch Will Ferrell movies. But I like to call them fun things, but you know. You call them fun, fun for you. Tomato. Fun for you, really, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose to an extent it is fun for me as well, because the movie we are talking about today is The Other Guys. With Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell and Michael Keaton. And for some goddamn stupid reason, Eva Mendez plays Will Ferrell's wife, who he's horrible to in every scene they share together. Which is just deeply insulting to everybody for obvious reasons. And I don't like it. (laughs) Is that not a fair thing to say? I guess that is fair. Well, thank you. I think that's supposed to be the joke of it. Well, yes, it is the joke of it, but it still makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, how can he get away with such things to Eva Mendes? That is the point. I know that's the point. You're supposed to be like Mark Wahlberg. Like, how is this happening right now? (laughs) I am very much like that. I I, I am a little bit confused (laughs) by how... Will Ferrell's character is perceived by everybody else throughout this movie. Yeah. So in that way, I suppose I, I am in line with Mark Wahlberg, which is weird. It's something you would never, not you would never say. No, it's and that's a weird thing to say <laughs> in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, we are, of course, will be well. We will be talking about the other guys. On today's episode, Janine, we do have to do one thing first, though. What is that? We have to say a huge thank you to the It's a Wonderful Podcast patrons, uh, our great uh, patrons on our Patreon who support us. We shout them out on an episode of one of our shows every week. 
and now is the time so <laughs> yes and if people would like to join us on patreon what can they do they can find us on it's a wonderful one at patreon.com and find the tier that's right for them exactly that is exactly much like these wonderful people starting with a big thank you to adam witt and thank you michael smith thank you to maxwell haddad thank you amber coates thank you abby freel thank you ferris muthana Thank you to 90s Comics Box, Janine's big brother, Justin. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you, Adelaide. Thank you, Tina Farrell. Thank you, Marcus Burton. Thank you, Movie Finobi Steve. Thank you to Sir Mietes Fai. Thank you, Patrick Harden. Thank you, John Mariano. Thank you, Carla Fees. Thank you to Delisha Butler. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you to The Great Ken Knapsack. Thank you to our wonderful friends, Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. And thank you, of course, to Billy Pollahan. Yes. Janine, the other guys, do you adore this as a comedy movie? Some would um, say it is a staple of the turn of the 2010s comedic movement in movies. Others um, would say it's terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it is a hilarious buddy cop comedy, um, particularly kind of just how it opens up with your two kind of big, rugged, you know, action cop type stars of the time being these two like rock star cops at the beginning and how they just do these ridiculous things and everybody loves them anyway. Like, I love that whole kind of exaggerated concept of that. Yeah. That felt like a kind of fun little spoof moment in this bigger movie and just even to to the leading to their demise and how ridiculous that was i mean i thought that was hilarious so um and i was not expecting mark Wahlberg and will ferrell to actually have like decent chemistry but they were actually played off each other really well mark Wahlberg tends to be you know i think sometimes he he's hit or miss sometimes he he um can play things really well and and feels really believable and then other times he feels very stiff and his delivery is just kind of dry um but he's actually playing up the comedy really well he's actually kind of playing the serious moments really well the you know mark Wahlberg like wonderment kind of face like actually really works here and the, kind the of mark Wahlberg <laughs> wonderment face everybody just is like, fully aware of exactly what, what you're talking about on? yeah like that kind nobody, of nobody <laughs> nobody plays confusion quite like mark Wahlberg. <laughs> exactly so that definitely worked a lot here and they actually were played off each other really well because you know they're definitely two different styles of acting and, and comedy yeah so um yeah i think it that that dynamic worked really well and i always have a lot of fun with this movie i would actually for the most part agree with you when it comes to mark Wahlberg, i find he's at his best when he's either really very much on his own in a movie and it's him as the absolute anchor of everything that's going on in the movie and he's allowed to just become that movie whatever he wants to be yeah or when he's in a really kind of massive ensemble a la the departed boogie nights that kind of situation where he's just uh he might one be a, he might be a major piece but he's one of many pieces yes very rarely can i think of mark Wahlberg doing well 
in a duo, you know, when he's kind of got one person to play off. Some people, yeah. some actors throughout history are incredible as a double act and don't work on their own. A lot of the time, I think Mark Wahlberg is the opposite of that. But I would agree with you that in this movie, as unusual as it is, and as weird as a pairing as it may seem, it actually works as a pairing, him and Will yeah. Ferrell. It's really unusual, especially coming from me, who obviously has a <laughs> tendency to dislike Will Ferrell. Yes. <laughs> but the pairing of the two of them actually does kind of work. Yeah. And their comedic styles might seem different, but really, I think where they both have succeeded in comedy because as much as i may not like will ferrell overall he's a successful comedic actor for a reason and it's because he, he <laughs> finds his style of comedy which is the loud shouty nonsense man child Wahlberg is also yeah. kind of loud and shouty yeah he's just not man child a yeah. lot of the time sometimes he can be a little immature with his comedy sure yeah but he does kind of get loud and shouty an awful lot. His version of loud and shouty, though, tends to be more anger rather than when I feel Will Ferrell's loud and shouty tends to be sadness or, yeah. you know, confusion or I'm a, I'm a three-year-old in a 40-year-old's body kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. So maybe... They have some similarities in their comedic styles generally that allows them to come together as a believable partnership in this movie. So I, yeah. I, I've got to give it credit there. I okay, think. okay. And I think Will Ferrell also is not really doing that here. He's kind he's of that he's kind of being the straight laced, kind of silly, kind of geeky, um, you know, simp almost at on his job to where like you know yeah he'll he'll volunteer to do all the paperwork you know and he'll he'll listen to the other cops when they're making fun of him telling him to shoot his gun at his desk you know um but then like they kind of turn that into a bit of an arc where he is kind of being somebody who lets himself get overshadowed and is fine you know not being the superstar cop to where he wants to, like, he's very invested now in this case, and he wants to solve it, and he comes kind of a badass and kind of takes some of those attributes that, you know, Mark Wahlberg has been trying to put on him this whole movie, and he, at the end, he's the one embracing it, and Mark Wahlberg is the one fine, like, doing his little, you know, traffic, <laughs> you know, being yeah. a traffic cop and, and, and not really getting into the action, so I like that there's kind of this character switch as well, and I like seeing Will Ferrell not be that kind of crazy. I like him being kind of like the nerdy, straight-laced uh, kind of... And, and there's moments when he actually calls Mark Wahlberg's character out on being loud and, and shouting. He's like, why are you... like?" And he shouts in his face back at him, like, see, that's what it feels like. Like, stop shouting. Like, what is your problem? Like, why are you so angry? Like, chill out. So I like that, like, when Mark Wahlberg is getting shouty and crazy, Will Ferrell is only shouting back at him to show him how ridiculous he's behaving and telling yeah. him he's being a petulant child. And so, I, I really you know, did appreciate like that. that. As, as ironic as it kind of is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really did appreciate that. 
it did mean I had to listen to Will Ferrell's shout, which does About great. Putting on your, putting on your my, big boy pants. <laughs> yeah, it, it does great my brain and make my teeth itch and do all those kind of weird things that happens to your body when you hear a noise that you really don't like. Like nails on a chalkboard is the shout of Will Ferrell to me. The shout of Will Ferrell... The hoobity doo of Adam Sandler and nails on a chalkboard. The three most annoying noises in the world. Oh Way more annoying than that annoying noise Jim the Carrey, Jim Carrey makes, makes in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Way more annoying. Wow. That I can just that's just a loud eh, noise. That's all that is. Well, we can deal I, with that. I hope context at least makes the shouting a little less grating. Because it yes. does. And that's what I appreciated. Yeah. That's why, ultimately, I, I did kind of like this movie. I do think this is a good buddy cop movie, a good buddy cop comedy movie. And buddy cop movies as well can go one of two ways for the most part. I mean, yes, you can have buddy cop movies in a little bit of a variety of genres, whether it's more of an action, whether it's even a, a straight drama, or or a comedy, you know, all the way from quite intelligent smart comedies to the stupidest spoofy nonsense you could possibly think of yeah. buddy cop movies can fall into all that but some buddy cop movies comedy movies are dreadful yeah really they do not work and i often find they hit either really well or really really not well at all yeah. and i i i, I I'd like to say this falls into the positive category there. Okay. Because I think it's actually a, a, a well-done movie. I think it's a consistent movie. I think it's got a pretty good story to it for, you know, being a buddy cop comedy movie. It has heart in it. It has a good little bit of actual drama in it. And yes, okay, I appreciated at times the fact that Will Ferrell wanted to get a little bit dramatic with some of the stuff that he was doing in this movie, given the fact it is more of a comedy movie than anything else. The comedy that he did have wasn't necessarily what you always picture from Will Ferrell comedy, yes. so I appreciate that about it. Overall, I, I did surprisingly quite enjoy this movie i still did have to look at his stupid face but overall i am optimistic going forward into the rest of the series having now sat through an entire movie watching him perform comedically okay <laughs> no, we haven't watched Step Brothers yet, I know. I know we haven't done that yet, and I know what's going to happen there. But the point is, maybe I can actually deal with this. Let's see what the more extreme situation Comparison is, gonna be. is like. And maybe you can find some interesting like story things or appreciate what the other actors are kind of doing around him. Yes. That I certainly out, did that in this that movie fill as out well. the comedy. Because, I mean, despite what you're going to be getting into with Step Brothers, like, his chemistry with John C. Riley is actually 
pretty solid as well. Oh, I'm so, sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yes, but we, we will get there when we get there. Um, we will. <clears throat> so yeah, we will. Um, they definitely had some just funny little moments. Um kind of with side characters there's like a running gag of michael keaton's uh uh, character just kind of constantly quoting tlc and like people when people call him out on it he acts like he doesn't know what they're talking about he's like the captain of the police squad who also moonlights at uh bed bath and beyond (laughs) a little bit unusual why is he why is he the manager of a bed bath and beyond and also a police chief i feel like that's a really (laughs) I think it's also just supposed to play at the uh, aspect that, you know, cops don't really make that much money. Like, he... he Not the chief of a precinct? No, I I think that probably just plays into, yes, the concept that, you know, you think this job is probably paying very well, but it probably is not paying enough that now he also has to take a second job. I think that's kind of the joke of it as well. But, like, this was the first time I'd seen Michael Keaton in something it felt like in a long time. Or even oh, yeah. felt like him getting back into like comedy where like I think everyone kind of first saw, saw him when he first started doing things like Mr. Mom and Deedledoos and yeah, you know being you very You don't think of two thousands Michael Keaton. And I know this movie's twenty ten. Yeah. But yes, yes, you think of eighties Michael Keaton. Yes, you 90s think of nineties Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yes, you think of twenty tens Michael Keaton. But where was he for ten years? Yeah, so what this was, was 2010, and so this was kind of like the like the big return for me. Seeing, I'm like, oh my gosh, Michael Keaton's in this. I'm like, that enough was like enough to get me excited, and him really hitting those moments and playing those comedic beats really well. Like he's out here doing like a meeting with his bad Bath and Beyond team and talking to them about, oh, the new bath mats are in, and they're getting all excited. <laughs> and he's like, and last point, uh, there's a rapist in Crown Heights. Oh, that's for my other job. But you know, you know. It, if you live in Crown Heights, that's something to pay attention to. So uh, be safe out there. <laughs> like, like he He's getting really... confused between his jobs. His two Jim. jobs. Yes. But he doesn't like the whole TLC gag. Like, yeah. All of that just was like, it was just exciting to see him and him just like really hitting this comedy stuff really well was just so much fun. Um, just having The Rock and Sam Jackson kind of come in and play these ridiculous over-the-top characters. Like, they literally cause, like, $12 million worth of property damage just for, like, a little bit of, like, a small amount of drugs. I think and it was... I, I, think, I think they made the point of, um, this, this guy you were chasing had, you know, you put him under arrest for possession of marijuana. <laughs> right? Did it really... Was it really worth, worth causing $12 million, million dollars of property <laughs> damage? And he's like, well, let's ask the people of New York. And everybody loves them, so they're just like, yeah. And this reporter... And I love the reporter, too. He's just like... <laughs> he, like, says the paper he's with, and then it's just, like, all depressing, like, online version. <laughs> and then asking this question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... Yes. The, the hot dog guy. The one hot dog guy as well. Oh, the Rock free. and Sam Jackson free free hot dogs yeah, for life. life. No drinks. No, no drinks. drinks. So. I can't, <laughs> can't do can't it. Can't give you the drink. <laughs> and everyone's like, boo. Like just that whole and like even that whole open action that that opening action scene of you know Rock on top of the car and then driving yeah. the, the car through the bus and then Rock driving the bus like that is literally shit you'd see in nineties action movies. So I love that they just kind of played up the ridiculousness of these superstar cops because in those kinds of movies those cops are are rock stars and yeah they're not going to do their paperwork 
And so the fact that we actually see that somebody else has to like do all their little grunt work that they don't want to do so they can be these superstars. Um, but also they're just idiotic and think they're invincible because in those types of movies, those types of characters were invincible, could do anything. So they, I love that they just look at each other and like aim for the bushes. They're on a city street. There are literally no bushes around. So the, the joke of them jumping off this building to chase these criminals and then they just end up dying. And then they, they yeah, they, they smack into the pavement and yeah. die. Yes. Because they have built up this supposed invincibility around themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are they work really well as a parody of the of those kind of characters from those kind of action movies. The action scene itself, the action scenes throughout the movie really are actually kind of really well done. That opening one in particular is quite fast and furious-ish. Yes. Which... And you're kind of not expecting it because you're thinking this movie is you're going to see this movie is about Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Yeah. And them being the big action stars. So when it opens with The Rock and Sam Jackson, you're just like, wait, what's happening here? And then it's just over the top and ridiculous. Like you're already kind of getting into the fun of this movie. I mean, my favorite part of the entire movie was Sam Jackson very loudly and aggressively shouting at Will Ferrell to shut up and never speak again. <laughs> For obvious reasons, yes, that was yes, my favorite part of, of the movie. I'm not going to stop making those kind of jokes, Judy, that, throughout this series. Fair. You're just going to have to contend with it. I will give you that for what you're going through right now. I will give you that <laughs> with with this series. Um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of fun. And then that sets up the whole concept of everyone trying to now fill that spot of the, the new rock stars on the force. So you have like your yeah. Damon Wayans Jr. and Rob Riggle like trying to fill that role and then you know mark Wahlberg really wants to get uh will ferrell amped up to like we could be the other we could be the guys now like come on like let's really get into you know these cases and you know we could be those guys and and he's trying to get them all amped up and will ferrell's just like happy doing his paperwork like he's like no i don't i've never shot my gun off i'm not trying to get into the action i'd rather just sit at my desk and do paperwork i enjoy it and uh so it's kind of their journey of trying to actually be the guys yeah so. it's weirdly similar to last week's movies in the sense that again it's kind of about wanting to people... feel special and be seen yeah, and exactly yeah. people finding their worth yeah um mark Wahlberg has a little bit of a hilarious kind of backstory to him given the fact that he was going you know he was on the path to be a really successful police officer really successful detective until he shot new york yankee star Derek jeter <laughs> yeah. causing them to lose the playoffs yes and then now everybody calls him yankee clipper <laughs> which i find quite hilarious but also i question why then a police precinct in queens the heart of new york mets territory didn't just snap him up as you know <laughs> yeah we said. love you yeah you you shot clip all the yankees we, yeah <laughs> clip all the yankees you want exactly you feel like that could have happened you feel like mark Wahlberg didn't have to go on this downward spiral of misery and you know what could have been and mocking yeah he could have just it... gone to the rival the rival fans precinct and been an even bigger hero exactly 
Um, and to that end, we get a kind of backstory with Will Ferrell as well. Why he's so straight laced is because in college, I guess he was this big pimp called Gator. Oh who, my god, you know? <laughs> the most unpimp like pimp you've ever seen in any movie ever. Yeah, Will Gator Ferrell. Don't, Gator don't play what? no shit. Gator. I don't care what Gator don't do. Janine, I really it's don't. a whole Pimpstone Cry song, and it's that leads really, into the oh, story is... of how he meets Ava Mendes. <laughs> Pimps don't cry. And I, I love mean, that what? they compare their love story of him coming into the ER with poison ivy in his butt and her treating it <laughs> to you've got mail, which they incorrectly call she's got mail. And, he, and Mark Wahlberg is like, there was no point where Tom Hanks in that movie had poison ivy up his ass and he's like yeah oh yeah yeah that scene was definitely in there yeah there was there was there absolutely <laughs> was like, no, no it isn't it's nothing to do with that yeah now i'm so just I... now i'm just thinking of not you've got mail but the shop around the corner and if jimmy <laughs> yeah. stewart just had poison ivy up his ass <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that's that would happen in that one no no but i i love how sure they are so it's like little things like that just really kind of silly fun moments and Mark Wahlberg just being so in shock of how all of these incredibly hot women are so attracted to Will Ferrell and he's just kind of oblivious to it um, to the point where yeah like his wife walks in she's wearing this super tight gorgeous dress she's Ava Mendez and she's a doctor and he's telling her she's how dare you come in here dressed like a hobo <laughs> like what it's, like, he's just horrible yes and mark Wahlberg is just like trying to figure out the joke here he's like wait what wait who is this woman who is he's like that's my ball and chain and he's like what? no what? <laughs> the, what the old happening? ball and chain I'm, excuse me <laughs> so smiling and just like putting up with his bs until a certain point where she does actually like you tell him to get out and stop being terrible um but i know that's kind of like you know referring to referring to your wife as the old ball and chain i know it's kind of like a saying that is yeah. somewhat well known but when you actually take even three seconds to actually think about it it's just so damn insulting it's terrible <laughs> it yes is just a horrible, horrible thing to say to somebody. You yes. are you are prison to me. Exactly. So you, the fact that yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make. I don't. I've never understood it. You know, I've never understood it. The fact that he's saying it to his accomplished hot wife. I know this might sound strange of me or or whatever. And there's plenty of old style comedy that I I, I do like and I do find very funny, but you know, kind of marriage humour and mother-in-law humour and that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I've never got, like, why, why are you just insulting this person? Like, if you, there, there's so many, there's so many other jokes you could tell. And if you actually half believe these jokes you, you're saying, number one, why are you married to this person? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, number two, just get out. It, it's just weird to me. So I, um, I've, but there's plenty. It's not. It's not me being against old style comedy. You know, it, it, it's me yeah. for God's sake. I, I, I very much appreciate plenty of old style comedy as, uh, as incredibly 
divisive as some of it can be. Yeah. I still can find some of it very funny and certainly some of the more, you know, young Eddie Murphy stuff or whatever that's really quite bad. Yeah. The stuff he's saying, <laughs> I, I do kind of find quite funny. Richard Pryor stuff yeah. and uh, it is hilarious to me and it's obviously incredibly provocative it's not that sort of stuff it's this i suppose it's, it's it feels like a it feels too Brit mean-spirited to you <laughs> it feels too mean-spirited it feels like a british working men's kind of scene of where well, i can just imagine a load of racists sat around going oh, oh, i hate my wife what who are these people? Yeah. These people do exist. And this is my issue. These people actually do exist in real life. Yeah. And sat surrounded by coughing cigarette smokers in a dingy pub in the early 70s. Where they are all just, I'm sorry, I'm really painting a horrible picture. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, I, I it's got think nothing it's funny. to do with the other guys. I just think all. it's funny because, yeah, it's like the whole joke of it is that she is so gorgeous and she's a doctor and all these great things, and he just can can treat her like disposable like that. Um, yeah. And it's Will Ferrell, and I think that he's making that kind of fun of himself. That like, who is going to believe that you're in a place to be treating this woman like this? So I like that they like it would work. It works, I think, because you have Mark Wahlberg there being like what is happening here yes this is, this is not real like i don't believe you <laughs> the the context humor and the fact that will ferrell is at least semi making fun of himself yeah. in this movie is what works for me yeah and there's a lot of kind of dry humor in it as well which i obviously really like and i think that's a big difference yeah. as well is that i'm not necessarily used to picturing will ferrell be dry yeah. with his humor and in this movie he kind of is he's saying very obvious things just at the most inopportune times and it and it is quite funny i found myself laughing i actually found myself laughing janine at some things will ferrell was saying wow. which is so deeply Shocking. unusual for me yes but it's the difference in comedic style of this movie and the fact he's able to do it i've, I've got to give him credit for that yeah. Because I, I very much felt he was a one-trick pony. Okay. But he well, may great. not be. He may just not be. And I, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad you give him the credit for that. I'm trying, Janine. <laughs> I'm certainly trying. Well, yes. And I, I just like that they do have him, you know, playing up to different things that we're not used to seeing him do. I think that's what kind of makes it work. If he was doing that crazy you know, shoutiness the whole time. Yeah. It wouldn't work with what Mark Wahlberg's doing. Um, so they needed him to kind of be that straight laced thing. And so the, even the fact that they give him this ridiculous backstory that that explains why he's so straight laced. Um, yeah, I think they're doing a lot of just fun things in this movie um, that work really well that you kind of don't expect to work well at all. Yeah, uh, I think that's 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 the good thing about it, really. And I'm not saying it's this flawless comedy movie by any means and it's you know perfectly hilarious all the time there's plenty of stuff in it that seems rather by the numbers yeah kind of formulaic but i think they do enough that um is different that it makes it stand out yeah i i i do i do agree with that and it's 
it's fun really with the actual story of it as well. Like I said before, ultimately it's this kind of finding your worth and you do get the character switch between Wahlberg and, and Farrell where Farrell becomes more confident in himself and becomes more direct with everything and allows himself to take risks, which is the, his whole big issue of wanting to be an incredibly safe police accountant. Yeah, like fine here with his wooden gun. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely fine because he is in full control of every stable thing around him. He yeah. doesn't want this kind of risk. He doesn't want this instability in any sense even if it's just maybe not knowing what he's doing for the next hour of his life yeah. he doesn't want that because of all this situation with him used to be being a pimp and end up going to the hospital yeah it's, drugs and, and yeah there's an ivy up his butt somehow and... it's a very strange situation and then yeah you, you get mark Wahlberg, who obviously shot Derek jeter accidentally but then his um, whole thing also is like he does all of these like very kind of artsy and what could be you know perceived in uh you know as as um maybe feminine activities but yeah. they, like but they play it as he only learned how to do those things to make fun of like effeminate kids when he was growing up so, like, he learned how to dance ballet to make fun of some kid at school who knew how to dance ballet. So that's strange how he mentality, knows. really, isn't it? At I the mean, and you hear like when he marries his girlfriend that he played the harp at the wedding and it was beautiful. He only learned like in the sixth grade to make fun of the fairy down the street. Like, that's what yes. the Ice T, which Ice T also narrates this movie. Yes, he does. Um, yes, he does. <laughs> So yeah, so they play his character as like yeah he he's learns all these cultured things in an effort to make fun of people and that's but he's kind, kind of, of really kind insecure. Of the, yes, and so that's kind of the joke that they put on him. And Matt Wahlberg does play kind of insecure very well as well. Yeah, he's he does tend to be quite good at that. Don't know if there's anything to do with Matt Wahlberg's real life there. Haven't got a clue. Maybe he just acts that particular feeling rather well but i feel like he he really does and then you know by the end of the movie or by the latter part of the movie when he is rather enjoying his new more some would say more boring career but certainly more stable certainly more routined career yeah. as this traffic warden he enjoys that that's that's what he embraces rather than will ferrell coming to embrace the you know hotshot cop who lives you know by the minute and all this kind of stuff yeah, yeah. that he has to you know kind of find within himself matt Wahlberg has to find a love of simplicity within yeah. himself and and you know so it, it's nice in that way that the again like like we found last week with with mega mind and the lego movie these characters become whole by the end of the movie they succeed in in their actual story in their actual kind of ultimate um big journey of the movie 
in the sense that ultimately they catch the bad guy by the end. Yeah. But they become more rounded people as well because of it. And and that's really where the kind of better parts of the movie are at, this more emotional side of it, this slightly more dramatic side of it, this very interesting human side of it. Yes, the comedy in there is, is decent. Yes, I laughed a fair number of times. <laughs> which, yes, okay, was unusual. But I really did appreciate that side of it more. And, and yes, the action's good as well. We've already spoken about the opening action scene and how it's just weirdly, strangely, bizarrely different to most of the rest of the movie but it works in the context of the movie and the fact they got you know oh, Dwayne Johnson you're... and Sam Jackson to to pop in for 10 15 minutes or so at the beginning to just be extremely over the top is pretty cool yeah and i like that there's like this moment of um so it kind of just sets up like what they're trying to be and the yeah. fact that they don't have to be that extreme they can just be themselves and they can still be good cops so i like that there's this moment that you know when they're talking to michael keaton and he tells him you know you know sam jackson and the rock they were not good cops right yeah but you know who could get this done maybe you guys could do this and get this done yeah so the fact that he kind of yeah that's where it kind of gives them that realization that they don't have to be these over-the-top ridiculous kind of superhero caricatures they can actually just you know, do po good police work doing things their way and be those guys, you know? Yeah. And you, know, you, you can't look, you can't look at those guys as an example because they were not good cops. They were completely ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. That's what Damon Wayans Jr. and Rob Riggle are aspiring to be. Yeah. They want the more outlandish, kind of fast talking, overly egotistical attitude. But they don't actually do any of the work. Yeah. They have that. They have that nailed to perfection. Yeah. But they all, they actually can't, you know, fly through the air in cars and do all the crazy fun stuff that Sam Jackson and uh, and Dwayne Johnson are doing at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And I'm I just I, I'm just a little bit sad that it isn't Damon Wayans Senior, who I much prefer to Damon Wayans Junior, in virtually. <laughs> Everything, everything that the two could possibly be compared in. Who's your favorite Wayans, Janine? Who's my favorite? Do you have Wayans? a favorite Wayans? Um, yeah, I think I think Damon's my favorite. I, I think was, Damon I was a, Wayans is. I was my a huge favorite. In Living Color fan, and he was always kind of my favorite on on In Living Color. Yeah. So, um, but I am curious, what exactly were these? specific scenes that did get a chuckle out of you <laughs> I don't, you know what i don't actually remember but I, I just remember it being will ferrell's very dry delivery of obvious statements which i've always found hilarious you know when there's something crazy going on and some character will just describe what's just happened in just the straightest deadpanest kind of way yeah and then everybody's like, yeah, obviously, around him. I always find that delivery particularly hilarious. I don't know. It's the kind of stuff Rowan Atkinson's very good at. Okay. okay. You know, and 
God, I'm not comparing the comedic <laughs> talents of Rowan Atkinson and Will Ferrell. Don't even disrespect <laughs> Rowan Atkinson like that. But that's those are the kind of scenes that I, I did find uh, find quite funny, actually. And some of the stuff with Steve Coogan, because I do tend to find Steve Coogan quite funny as well. And he's kind of our, well, he's not necessarily the villain, but the he's villain, certainly the villain's yeah, pawn. Yes, like I love the fact that like they're going to him and trying to get information out of him, and every time they do, he like bribes them with something. Oh well, yes. you know, uh, we can talk about this, but first, do you want to get these uh, uh, you know, courtside tickets for you know the Knicks? And they're like, and then they take them, and then you see them at the Knicks game, like partying it up. Okay, well, yes, we can we can t- definitely discuss this, but. I also have, you know, these tickets to Jersey Boys on Broadway. (laughs) And then you see them, like, taking these random, like, bribes, like, uh, unexpected, like, unplanned. Um, And he just keeps kind of avoiding things by offering people money and, like, oh, you know, I'll give you $10 million if you just, you know, leave me alone and act like you never saw me. It's not a bribe. It's not a bribe. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I I do tend to often like steve coogan i find him ridiculously dry as well yeah in his comedy i i do like him have i mean have you ever this is a good question have you ever watched alan partridge at all even the mo- even that movie that came out no Mm-mm. it's 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 i find it it's maybe an acquired taste for some people some people really hate alan partridge it is beyond dry um he's basically just like a talk show host that tries too hard okay and it's i find i find him steve coogan as alan partridge really 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 funny because he's just he just ends up insulting everybody without meaning to just by trying to please make me a good talk show host yeah (laughs) I find it funny. So I would recommend watching that if you can find it just to see. Okay. I think Steve Coogan's at his best. Okay. Um, but he's good in this movie as well. And I, I like it when he shows up in bigger movies that, that you would expect him to show up in. Yeah. Um, he's always kind of fun. And he, he, he is kind of one of those actors that kind of showed up an awful lot in somewhat like PG-13 rated American comedy movies of 2005 to 13-ish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would show up like a weirdly large amount in these movies. Like, was this the heyday of Steve <laughs> Coogan in Hollywood? Coogan? Yeah, I think so. I think that he, and now he, he just moved He just moved to Hollywood and like yeah. was kind of shooting his shot in, in U.S. films and had a little moment and that kind of trickled down into doing kind of side stuff and stuff like this and Tropic Thunder and exactly yeah yeah <laughs> was he not in like Night at the Museum as well and things like that I think so yeah, was he that yeah. little Roman guy in Night <laughs> at the Museum was that Steve Coogan? when you go back and you think of like who was in that movie there were actually like a lot of just random like Rami Malek I'm like oh that yeah. was Rami Malek like Amy Adams like what yeah. Amy Adams is in that, yes. Yeah. Owen Wilson's like in Amelia it. Earhart, yeah. Nikki Weird. Rooney's in Nikki it. Nikki Rooney's in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Dick Van Dyke's in it. Yes. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird, weird. movie. <laughs> um, I I always kind of like that movie as well. Actually, it's yeah, it's a really made, stupid what, movie. Of them, Hugh Jackman is in one of them. Um, is he? I don't think I've name? seen that. What's his name? Oh my gosh. Um. Oh my gosh. Blanking. The Beast. The Guest. The Beast. James McAvoy. No. The Beast. The and in, in the Guest. Oh, the Beast. The Beast is 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 Hank uh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria is in the second <laughs> night of the museum. Actually, it's not Hank Azaria. The Beast is Nicholas Holt. No. <laughs> The it's Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, and Beauty and the, the Beast. Film. Dan yes. Stevens. Yes, Dan Stevens. Oh. He's in there too. I think he's playing like Lancelot and like the villain. And... Oh. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were talking about X-Men. I was no. going to say Kelsey Grammer. I said the as well. Oh. Yes, you did. That's right. <laughs> I was so focused on the Beast. That's why I went James oh, McAvoy yeah. as well, because oh, I was gosh. thinking about well, Hank Split and Glass. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, because I was, I was thinking about Hank Azaria playing that stupid lispy person in the second oh night gosh. at the museum movie that's got nothing to do with you the other guys huge, though. you just shown yourself as a huge x-men stan right now <laughs> i do like the x-men what's wrong with the x-men what's wrong with the x-men um hate on the x-men james mcavoy and nicholas holt <laughs> hate on hank azaria hank azaria is not an x-men there's a hank but not hank <laughs> that's maybe where i got confused as well Beast is Hank, isn't he? Course yes. he is. Oh my brain, my brain, Janine. Yeah, see, you're just obsessed with the X Men. That's great. I love it. I've not even um, watched anything remotely X Men for like ages. recently, and yet anything I'm throwing at you, you're just like, yeah, um, yeah, X Men. Because you said Hugh Jackman as well. I got really focused. Yes, <laughs> got fixated. Um, but yeah, like he kind of just was popping up in random things. And then this was one of them. So yeah, like I think a lot of the side cast is doing a lot of fun stuff as well. So um, yeah. They are. They really are. It's a, it was a surprisingly enjoyable watch. And I think that's, I think that that is me giving the movie credit. So I, I would feel positive. You pat there, yourself Jimmy. on the back. <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back. I'm saying, "Well done, Morgan, for sitting through it." Yes, and and actually finding things to like, and not just you know letting the stubbornness just kind of take over. No, and, but look, and not be open. So I appreciate you being open to this whole experience. I have done this with Adam Sandler in the past, Janine. I have tried. Yes. It has been on. Morgan hasn't seen. And I gave him a fair shot. And I am willing to give Will Ferrell a fair shot. I never just, you know, don't give people a fair shot. Vince Vaughn is also someone I kind of really don't care for. But I admittedly quite like Dodgeball. Wow, as okay. obnoxious as a comedy movie as it is, I kind of like it. I love Dodgeball. <laughs> it is just, it is particularly it can be particularly grating as a comedy movie though can i mean it's so over brash but it's like when it's like a ridiculous movie that's doing ridiculous things like that and still getting you to kind of care about these people like yes. I think that's a feat. and i think other it guys is. kind of does that too like in the moment when they're like under the bed because they think the place might be bugged and like he the first thing he says to him is like okay first off i really miss you and like mark Wahlberg kind of ignores it and he's like did you hear what i just said i miss you he's like 
yeah, man, I, 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 I kind of missed you too. And like, I really believed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's know, a good, it's, really it's, a, it's a really weirdly good chemistry partnership. Yeah. It like, makes you wonder like, why they haven't done more. Yeah. Like you think this movie would have got a sequel kind of how it ended and everything else. Um, yeah. But yeah, like even like I, we had mentioned that moment earlier on where um, he kind of, gets angry and is shouting at Mark Wahlberg and telling him how like how much of a baby he's acting like and how petulant he's being and talking to him about his big boy pants and he yells in his face and he tells him see you need to chill out like why are you being this way like you need to stop and then even when Mark Wahlberg kind of comes at him with this very detailed list of like all of the things he hates about him he's like and what was with that list like that felt very like planned out and like you put a lot of thought into that that was weird like so i like that will ferrell's actually like calling mark Wahlberg out on a lot of his shit too and yeah i think that adds to their bond and and how they can kind of just talk to each other and be honest with each other so even though it's kind of a lot of these moments are played comedically it builds kind of that chemistry and kind of gives you insight on their relationship and so when they're kind of really close friends by the end of it it makes sense so Ultimately, the fact that Will Ferrell's character wasn't just a complete simpleton and an idiot. Yeah, he's actually really smart and yeah, figured it, it, things out. And allows me to kind of enjoy this movie. Yeah. Because, I don't know, there's just something really annoying to me about idiot characters. Yeah. Who so... just are loudly idiotic. Not like... Not sweetly idiotic and kind of like, oh, they're harmless and they're just a bit stupid. No. But just like, <laughs> I'm really in your face and I'm the dumbest person, person alive. Ever. Yeah. So you're probably going to get quite a bit of that in Step Brothers. Yeah. But I think by the end, kind of how the end plays out, I think it, it there's a whole kind of montage of, of, of kind of subverting what we've seen the whole movie. So you can get behind it a little bit are you more. telling me stepbrothers holds to the old movie adage of there are two important things in a movie the ending or the the ending and the rest of it and the ending can change the entire context of the movie just with one shot or one little <laughs> moment i feel like it, it could, in this case in this extreme case where you're probably going to hate every second of this the, and a big first chunk of this movie i think by the end you might care a little bit about these ridiculous people well, so, i want to see if that does happen i, I know. think <laughs> we're gonna have to wait two more weeks though yes i'm giving you i'm giving you more tame down uh feral next week it's, it's it, so i think yeah you're gonna have a little more of a resting period <laughs> before delving into that and then we'll close with a nice palate cleanser yes so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to help ease me back out. Yeah. It's all really building up to that week four, isn't it? But what is next week's movie, Janine? Uh, next week is Everything Must Go. Which so Will, is? So Will Ferrell is playing a guy who has just lost his job. He goes home. His wife has thrown him out, locked him out of the house, changed the lock. So now, and put all his stuff on the front lawn. So he is essentially going through this kind of crisis and he's, living on his lawn essentially okay. um yeah so it's a situation where he kind of has to figure out where his life is going from here what he's doing 
you know, he meets people who kind of, you know, he meets a little boy that he kind of befriends. He meets a woman who lives across the street and he kind of talks to her about what he's going through. I think he's an alcoholic. And so this whole situation has made him relapse. So it's not a movie I know really well. I've only seen it once a long time ago, but I remember, you know, solid performance, him not being really crazy, him kind of playing a normal guy who's going through some serious stuff. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a, maybe an Adam Sandler punch drunk love type or Ooh, okay. Know. So a situation where, you know, you're seeing him completely different to where, when you've seen, how you've seen him before. You're so. really trying to just turn my attitude towards yes. the man so around. I'm just, I just want to show game. you. I just want to show you that he's not completely one note, but he, you know, is actually has some range. Um, especially since you know you're going to need that information. Yeah. <laughs> before going into Step Brothers, so I step. I I think Step Brothers is going to be sandwiched between two films where he's definitely showing he's more than just a shouty, crazy man child mess. Okay. Okay, okay Janine. <laughs> Everything okay. must go. Next week. That is what's coming <laughs> next week. But this week, shorter and sweeter episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. We've been talking the other guys from 2010. Like I said, I surprisingly enjoyed this one. And you're just going to have to take that and roll with it, Janine. Because okay. I ain't giving you any, this was my favorite comedy movie ever. Oh. I ain't giving you that. All right. Surprising enjoyment is all you're getting out of this one. And you ain't going to get that with Step Brothers, I can promise you now. <laughs> it's not going to happen. There's no chance. I genuinely do not. It would be like you're showing me Billy Madison. There is just not going to be a chance in hell that I do not find the movie deeply annoying. Because I well, know what it is. I just, I, I know what it is. Well, that that's just gearing me up to next year. Pull no. off an Adam Sandler month. I, I don't think I could do this to you twice in one year. Um, so. Uh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> so Why have I even it. said it? <laughs> Why do so, I do these things just, to just myself? prepared for next year. We're going to get a nice Adam Sandler series. Oh, well, so, uh, for God's sake. Be prepared I, for that. I'm an idiot. Because now I want to see your thoughts on Billy Madison. No. Refuse. Refuse, Janine. Hey, you liked Happy Gilmore. You liked Happy Gilmore. I liked Happy Gilmore. I did like Happy Gilmore, but he wasn't being overly stupid in Happy Gilmore. There was was little hoobity-doobity in Happy Gilmore. There there was virtually no hoobity-doobity in Fifty First Dates. There is entire hoobity doobity in the movie Billy Madison. That's the issue. So I would compare it to Step Brothers in the sense that, yeah, there's a lot of... I feel so. There's a lot of him doing the thing that you hate most of the movie, and then by the end, there's there's some, so there's some mature realizations by the end. <laughs> Morgan's going to throw up. <laughs> just it's okay. Just, just think about what you've seen so far. Just, just hold on to that. Hold on to what you've seen so far. It's going to be a mental task, Janine. It well, really we'll is. get into the fun in a few weeks' time. So, have you heard? Have you heard of the trials of Hercules, Janine? This is the trials of Morgan. This is what this is. Just, just let yourself open yourself up to the process. Just have fun with it. 
movies okay are movies are you know insights movies are joy movies are escapism just not all let, your, not all let, let yourself you. let, let yourself escape into the idiocy <laughs> you're just, just gonna have movie. to somebody <laughs> is just gonna have to try go into it with a mark Wahlberg wonderment <laughs> Yes, but also I'm I'm just gonna need <clears throat> to be built up to it over the course of that week before I watch it. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. By you or by whoever else, just just kind of try and ease me into it so it's not as much of a turn it off, turn it off now, I hate it, I can't stand it kind of situation. Which okay. is more likely what I'm fearing at the current moment but well maybe we can watch it together maybe that oh god i even fear that even more to be perfectly (laughs) honest with you as much as i would like that i fear doing that even more because it will just be you laughing at me for an hour and a half and that just makes me feel sad all right fair enough because that's just going to be the episode anyway but there we go this has been Morgan Hasn't Seen on the other guys. Janine Morgan Hasn't Seen is not the only show we have on this podcast feed, though, is it? No, we have Machine Mondays every Monday with me, Janine the Machine, talking all things Schmodown. The season is back, season nine, so talking all of the epic events that are happening, the stories, all of it. So Craziness. Every Monday, yes. We also, of course, have the main show. It's a wonderful podcast itself every Friday. This Friday, Janine, us two are back on the main show. I think I've got my weeks <laughs> correct there with our recordings. Yes. I think it should be Gaslight we're yes. talking about this Friday on the main show after celebrating our 200th episode of It's a Wonderful Podcast last friday a joyous celebration and an emotional one that that was there monday wednesday friday we have you covered here on the it's a wonderful podcast feed you can find us on anchor apple podcast spotify stitcher google podcast Castbox, amazon music everywhere else you may get such things Janine's already spoken about the Patreon before, but we also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel that you can go and subscribe to, ding your notification bells on for the watch-alongs, the fun videos, the live chats, the other streams, all the fun stuff that we have got and will have over on YouTube there. You can also find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Don with a three instead of the E in the because Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at just the Purple Don. All your ferally stuff is where. <laughs> You can find me at Janine Debean underscore on Twitter, Janine Debean on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find that at my T Public shop at g9design.tpublic.com. If you want to purchase any of my art in print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. There we go. Janine. Um, let's do a Mark Wahlberg impression, please. Oh my God. Come on, you must be good at this. No, I'm not at all. <clears throat> Three, two, 
once. I had your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs>